You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will arrive So I'll stand down and be J-U-I-C-Y Hello, hello. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This is one of my favorite holidays of the year, and it's probably not for the reasons that you would think, which are love of that, you know, one special person kind of love, and not just because I believe in non-monogamy and all that good stuff. It's just that I love the holiday as a symbol of a time to express love, to give love. I often do not, well, I never send holiday cards. And sometimes I uh, will send Valentine's Day cards. Um, I've been known to to, to send Valentine's Day cards like people send holiday cards, (laughs) because to me, it's just so much more meaningful, Um, probably because I'm Jewish and just, you know, like it's not, Hanukkah is not that big a deal and, you know, all that good stuff. So I wanted to take this opportunity to have an episode that acknowledged this time of year, and of course, whenever you're listening, that's totally in divine order, to acknowledge this time of year as a time where there's sort of love in the air, and also to acknowledge the self-love component of this time of year. I believe that it can be a beautiful opportunity to pump up the volume on the self-love. And as most things do, they remind me of one of the GFR commandments. (laughs) It's so funny because I do not need to try very hard at all to bring them up. They're just so universal for the mission-driven entrepreneur. They're just such foundational things. It, It just how I'm oriented and I'm so grateful that I was able to like download them all and figure out what they were and create the confession questions and the roadmap for getting real. So if you haven't grabbed your copy, it probably would be a good opportunity to do that. Go to gfr.life forward slash 12C. You could do it on your phone if you're listening on your phone and you will immediately be able to grab the awesome, colorful, what do they call these infographic type things that you can uh, print out? Many do. Uh, I encourage you to do so. Or just pull it up on your phone, take a screenshot and have it with you. <laughs> we are going to talk about commandment number 11 today, which is embrace you are not the same person you were when you made those mistakes and they will not repeat. 
And the confession question is, what past mistakes are causing me self-doubt now? And this one seemed the most relevant in the moment that I was asking myself this question, which was, what's the commandment that's the most relevant to self-love? And I feel like it's this one, because this is where we, we don't forgive ourselves, right? Where we're judging ourselves or beating ourselves up for past mistakes. And oftentimes we make rules like, okay, I'm never going to do that again. You know, and I, I hear my daughter do this, as I think many young people do, is they have one or two experiences and then they swear off things. And I get the opportunity to just insert, put my foot in the door <laughs> before it slams just to say, have you considered this? And maybe it could be this way next time. And as adults, we do this as well, particularly in business, because we might have a story that we're not as smart in business or haven't had experience, you know, we, we have, didn't study a business. Like there's all these, all these very logical reasons that come up for us that really support why we, you know, fucked up. <laughs> and it's easy to kind of draw a line in the sand. The most common one that I hear around business is partnerships. And people will say, well, I tried that and, you know, it was terrible and I got screwed over and he or she stole money and we, it ended terrible and I lost my business and they stole this or that. And, you know, they're just, so if you've had that experience, just know you're not alone. And then I see that they close themselves off to that in business and they vow to go it alone. And then they are not in tuned with opportunities that come their way that can really contribute to them, that could really be the yin to their yang or can really be the wind beneath their wings or whatever <laughs> metaphor you want to use that, that are, it's really meant, they're meant to actually really collaborate with this person, this entity, this organization. And they don't, they're just very closed off to it. So so that's a good example of where, you know, we are not loving ourselves because we're thinking that we made bad decisions and we shouldn't be trusted, right? And where commandment number 11 comes in, embrace you're not the same person you were when you made those mistakes and they will not repeat, which is so true, right? I mean, if you're listening to this recording, this podcast, you are, you believe in evolution, like you get, like I'm here to grow. And so I would guarantee you that you're not the same person you were when you made whatever mistake, fill in the blank, that you made. Or maybe you don't resonate with that word mistake. Maybe it's, you know, when you had that stumble, when whatever, fill in the blank. But you know what I mean? It's those things that do close us off in some way. So this episode, I'll be talking about commandment number 11 in the context of self-love and forgiving past mistakes. And I will be confessing three juicy mistakes that I've made and how I have really acknowledged that I'm not that same person and how that plays out in my business and my life now. And I'll also be talking about the concept of unmentoring. And this is something that I have discovered in holding space for the GFR squad, um, which is our very accessible $20 a month membership group of people that are in this GFR conversation that are really like loving these commandments that want to GFR in their life and their work. So that's what that is. If you haven't heard about it, it's the GFR squad. And we get together monthly for a confession call and it's as juicy as it sounds and totally okay to show up and just listen. You don't need to confess, <laughs> but confession does bring clarity. Um, and even if it's somebody else's confession, it could bring you clarity. And on those calls, we focus on 
one of the commandments. So each month is a different theme. So we'll be getting to commandment number 11 sometime soon, depending on when you're listening to this. And what I learned from holding space for this awesome, ever-growing community is that there comes a time when we are really up for the learning and the growing that our business gives us. Like, I mean, really, really up for it. Like you realize, oh my gosh, this is like, this is my spiritual path right now, my business. And when that, something like that clicks in, it's time for unmentoring. And this distinction was birthed through a new level in the GFR squad called the No Regrets Squad. And this is an elite group of people, elite, not just because they're like super duper special powers or anything, but just elite because they, 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 because they work with me more closely and I obviously only have certain or so much space to do that. And so that's what makes them elite. Whereas our GFR squad, um, we're at, you know, around a hundred members at the time of this recording. And my vision is 10,000 plus members in the GFR squad. Uh, the truth squad, as we call that level of the squad. And the No Regrets squad is going to be a smaller group, uh, at least in my vision right now. And, and it's through holding space for these folks, the ones that are just going to the mat for their GFR journey right now, that I realized and sort of birthed the distinction, shit just comes out of my mouth, this, this idea of unmentoring. So I'll be talking about that too on today's show. And I want you to know that unmentoring is not about needing to do it alone, okay? And I'll let you know what, how you know when you actually don't need any more mentoring. And in fact, if you get it, it will hold you back. So that's what I want to make sure that you understand. And it is so completely aligned with the Get Fucking Real journey and the GFR commandments and the conversation that we're having here that on the show that really acknowledges that all of our struggle has a purpose and that our business really is a true source of healing. And when we GFR, we do open ourselves up to being able to contribute so much more fully to our mission, to the way that we want to help people or organizations or help this planet or whatever your mission is. When we GFR, that mission is, it comes quicker um, with more peace and more money, if that's what you're wanting, and more impact. And this is what I know to be true. And I am holding space for this truth. And anybody else that buys into it, <laughs> come on board. Join us in the squad. It's 20 bucks a month or 200 for the year. I don't know that it'll be that forever, but that's what it is right now. Go to gfr.life forward slash squad. Just do it now if you're inspired and take that action and and uh and i'll see you over on our our squad quad facebook group where we just sort of let our hair down and 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 be real so let's talk about let's start with talking about commandment number 11 a little bit more deeply and i'm going to repeat it again embrace you are not the same person you were when you made those mistakes and they will not repeat what past mistakes are causing me self-doubt now <sighs> So I want to share three past mistakes, and I want to confess those mistakes and really the, the bullshit that I told myself about those mistakes that held me back. Okay, so Lisa's past mistakes. <laughs> I know, it's shocking. 
Oh, Lord, if we could just uh, celebrate our mistakes and our failures. I, I had a, a webinar years ago that was triple your income with failure. People love that one. Because <laughs> I had, sh- that's, that was a story that I was sharing that, that year, which was 2010. Um, I tripled my income from 70K a year to 240,000. And I made so many big mistakes along the way. So I love sharing about that. So that's, though that's not the mistake that I'm talking about today. So the first mistake that I, that I made in my past that has caused me self-doubt uh, for many, many, many years, and to this day, as I speak these words, I'm happy to, to report that I feel 99% healing in this area, and that is around not loving my body. This mistake of not loving my body held me back in so many ways. In fact, I'm going to do a whole separate episode on my journey around food, my body, and exercise because I think it's such a universal challenge for both men and women. And it is... It is so core, particularly for people that are wanting to embody a mission that requires sort of being out in public, which is what mine does. I love speaking, and I I knew early on that speaking and teaching was a core way that my mission was going to get out there. And that means being with people and being in person and speaking. And now it very much means being on video and being on Facebook Live and, you know, all these different ways of, of being seen. Yeah, being seen. That's really the core of it, right? It's, it's our willingness to be seen. So I can go on about this a lot, but what I will share is that um, one of the key things that I learned that had me flip a switch was that I came to understand that the body that I was in, and at the time that I had this illumination, I was in a bigger body than I'm in now. I believed that the body I was in was the packaging that I needed to be in, in order to reach the people that I was supposed to reach at that time. And I will admit, and I will confess that Oprah was a huge, huge inspiration for me. And I, huge inspiration. You know, it was like one of the few um, women on television that were, you know, that was really revered and respected and successful that was in a curvy body. And I just thought, I just really came to see that she was in the perfect body for her mission, that if she was, if she was more of a typical body size, that perhaps she wouldn't reach the people that she wanted to reach with her message, you know, that there was a, a certain relatability and vulnerability and her own journey with her own body and, and food also made her very accessible and created connection with the people that she wanted to help. And so that was a big awareness that I had, you know, that the, the package, the body that I was in was what, I, where I needed to be, what I needed to look like at that time to serve my mission. And it really helped me to surrender. And so so it so it began less and less to hold me back. And the other thing that I really learned from that mistake, and you know, now I know that like the doubt that self-doubt that it was causing me at the time, the other thing that I learned was that 
so much of the way that I was speaking about myself and judging myself was me reflecting that into other people. So in other words, I was worried about what people think, right? So I would wear a certain outfit, I'd be on a stage, you know, I'd gain weight, lose weight, always so focused on what other people were thinking about me. And I so got real that that really was just me thinking about me, right? It was just the thoughts and the judgments I had about myself. And then if I was able to shift those, then I would really drop this whole uh, constant narration of what I thought other people were thinking of me. And this, of course, y'all know is a universal tool to use in any instance where we are sure that people are judging us for a certain reason, like, you know, your marriage failed and, you know, your whatever people might think about that or your business failed and whatever people might think about that or you filed for bankruptcy or I guess you could, we could list off all of the challenges that our GFR show guests have had and, and what people could think of us. And of course, it's, it's just us thinking of ourselves. So when we can love ourselves through it and forgive ourselves and just chalk it up to like our journey, as so many of our show guests have, have, have demonstrated, then we can move on to serve in the way that we're supposed to serve in a very vulnerable and real way. So that's my first mistake um, is just so being so self-critical. And again, I have so much more I could say about that. And I do believe in episode 11, how opening up my marriage juiced up my business. I believe I do say a lot more about that and it's particular around my body. So if you want to hear more about that, you can check out that episode. Um, okay. So the other past mistake that caused me self-doubt, and actually this is a recent one. So the first one was, you know, I really feel like I'm 99% healed, but so, so much a part of my entrepreneur journey over the last 20 years was that, particularly the first half. But the second one was, is, is very, and is recent to four months ago, this came up for me and was causing me self-doubt. So this has to do with the past quote unquote mistake that I made around creating debt um, in my business. And, you know, I am a, big believer in investing in myself, investing in mentors when mentorship is what you're needing, not unmentorship. More about that later. Um, I, I really believe in, you know, that when you start your own business, it's a whole different mindset than when you have a job. Um, or you know, I think some people even are okay creating de debt around education, like formal education, but then when it comes to investing in a conference or a course or something like that for a business, we can be very stingy and judgy and, 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 and limited in our thinking. So having said all that, I still, <laughs> I still um, realized about six months ago that I had some serious baggage around debt that I had created in my former business. And uh, some of you know that part of my story is in 2014, I had, 2013, I reached seven figures in my business, which was a huge fucking accomplishment that I got on the t-shirt for, for sure. And I love having that credential. And the very next year, I decided I was done with that business. I couldn't do it. I, I, I was not having fun. It was feeling a noose, like a noose around my neck. And I began to unravel that business. And that's the business that I'm talking about. So when I closed that business, um, there was a lot of debt on the books for that business. And to really confess and be GFR, um, it was $80,000 of debt. 
And it was actually, let me think about this. I think I had paid a bunch of it down by then, but at at the peak, I had $80,000 of debt on that business. And I think when I closed the business, I was at about 40. Yeah. I said about 40,000. And so here I am like closing a business, not knowing what the fuck I'm going to do next. And then having this debt that I created on the business. And I felt foolish. I felt you know, like there, you know, I was just judging, uh, uh, you know, some of the times that I was like, just go for it, you know, but, and so about six months ago, I was looking to make an investment in a sponsorship and I, it was $7,500 investment. And it's so, it was, it was more excruciating than I guess for the mere mortal for me, because I knew that I had advised clients over and over and over again about these types of sponsorships, not always telling them they should do it, but that it, you know, I had held space for them in a different way than I was holding space for myself around evaluating that investment. And I was not being loving because I was judging myself. um, And I was thinking about that 40K in debt that I had on the books. So that was like in 2014. So about six months ago, you know, about even a year ago, I had finally paid all that off. And so of course now I'm like, I'm never going to do that again. Right. Swearing it off all investments and like, you know, just, I'm um, really getting like, you know, putting my frugal hat on. Right. But I have a, a coach in my life that really said, okay, you're not that same person. <laughs> I hate when <laughs> I, I hate, and I love when my own stuff is reflected back to me. I actually really love it. But you know, at the time I just want to give the person the finger, but they, they didn't say commandment number 11. Cause they weren't, those weren't like totally in existence yet. Um, but they just said, you know, you're not that same person. And they were so, they were so right. And so I just needed to go back and just look to see like, what were some of the things or the mistakes that I felt like I made? Like I, you know, and I realized, you know, maybe that some of the times when I made investments, I really didn't look at the ROI, you know, return on investment as closely, or maybe I didn't really check in with my intuition, right? Head and heart, head and heart, and really as fully and was super clear. And quite frankly, much of the debt that I had created was creating a a team around me so that I was able to have some freedom in my life that I knew that I wanted. And so it wasn't like, you know, I was, you know, throwing money here and there willy nilly. Anyway, so I realized that um, that past mistake of creating debt was holding me back from, from really being able to lean into this possibility of the sponsorship. So I did wind up, so when I got real with that, that really helped. It, it just, it kind of cleared the way that, you know, the clouds parted and I, and I was able to feel my intuition even more. And that's the other thing is like, when we have these stories, it's, we sort of, it sort of supersedes our intuition, our gut, our heart. And that's never good <laughs> in my opinion. And so I, I have forgiven myself for that. And I, did wind up making that $7,500 investment in sponsorship. And it was really wonderful for not even, and I did do the whole ROI analysis. Like I did my homework really well. And I'll tell you that it didn't, I think it really paid off that sponsorship, but it's not for any of the things identified in my ROI. So you just never know. Uh, You just never know until you lean in and then you get real about what are the stories that are really getting in the way of you getting a a real accurate read on the situation from a gut level. All right. So I'm going to share one more mistake and then I'm going to um, talk about how this relates to this whole unmentoring thing that I'm talking about, because uh, most of the time our past mistakes, the ones we let hold us back now, really 
you know, have to do with us not trusting ourselves and not being ourselves. And I think in many ways, that's where people are looking for mentors because they don't trust themselves and they don't feel comfortable being themselves. And so they search for a mentor to kind of like just follow what they do and follow what they say, which I do believe that there's a certain time in our entrepreneur life where that is good. And then I believe that there's a time where it holds us back. You'll see kind of how this all relates uh, real quickly here. So the third mistake that I want to share with you is that um, there was a time and it, and it, and it relates, it relates a little bit to the one that I just talked about around creating debt. But the mistake was that I was following a formula and not my heart. I was following a formula and not my heart. And, and this really does relate to the unmentoring thing as well. Um, because it makes so much sense now that there gets to be, there's a certain phase in our business where we learn all of the ways that other people have done it and works for them. And we need to find our own fucking way to do it. And it's hard. It's hard because we're so close to it. We don't see it. So that's why I say unmentoring is not about needing to do it alone. It's just having a different type of support. So um, because I need to learn these things the hard way, because that's my mission is birthed and up-leveled through struggle, as many of our mission-based entrepreneurs that are on our show um, demonstrate, and many of you I'm sure can relate, I followed a formula, not my heart, and, and it led me to creating a business that I didn't love, that was financially successful, that people loved the business, that they were having success, but it wasn't, it didn't feel good to me because I followed the formula and not my heart. That's the mistake that I made. And so how it can cause me self-doubt now is that I will often uh, lean on strategy instead of my inspiration or my passion. And uh, this, is, this is like a hot off the presses one that I'm working on right now as, as we speak. And I had a member of a group that I'm in where I'm getting coaching and support say to me, you've been wounded by strategy. And it just like, it was like, it was like a suction cup arrow right between the eyes, you know, it was just like bonk. Um, I realized, yes, I've been wounded by strategy. It's so, so much focus on strategy that I just, like, I don't trust my inspirations. I don't like lean into my inspirations. I don't use that. Like now I have this slogan in my no regrets groups. I call follow the juice. <laughs> Definitely a t-shirt there. Follow the juice, follow the juice. Well, I, you know, in the last month or two, I've been really doing that for myself and holding that space for my clients because I know that my, my work, it, you know, fuels my healing right? And my healing, my illuminations, like in my own life of follow juice fuels my work. And so I bring it into my work. So there's another little ditty that has come to be repeated from my lips often now is my work fuels my healing and my healing fuels my work. And um, for many folks that are on this GFR journey, they can really get that. And that is a big um, piece of the unmentoring uh, philosophy. And so I no longer just follow a formula. Even if someone tells me they've made a billion dollars with it, even if they tell me they've, you know, gotten on Oprah with it, even if they tell me I'm going to have self-confidence, you know, out my ass, <laughs> I need to follow my heart. I need to take what works for me and leave the rest. And I need, and if I'm not sure, I need to figure it out instead of just following blindly. So that's how I got to that seven-figure business, which I have no regrets about, y'all. I have no regrets about any of these past mistakes because 
They absolutely got me right here, right now to this conversation with you. It got me right here, right now to the GFR podcast, to the the GFR squads. Um, And I know I need to talk about it because I know that people, there are, there are other people that are in this following the formula, not their heart mistake. (sighs) And so it was a great experience creating that seven figure business and that business model really doesn't suit me anymore. So I have set out on a course to figure out what does suit me. So let's now talk a little bit more directly about mentoring versus unmentoring and what all this means. And by the way, I do have a unmentoring milestone assessment that you can grab in the show notes and it will actually give you a really good idea whether you're in a mentoring phase or an unmentoring phase of your business. The mentoring habits that we lean on that, let's see, how do I want to put this? Okay. Let me give you, let me give you an example and then I'm going to explain. So I'm going to actually give you three of the mentoring milestones. There's 12 of them and y'all, I did not plan it that way. (laughs) Just, I started laughing when I realized So I'm going to talk about three of these unmentoring milestones today, but I'm going to give you one as an example and then I'll sort of explain. So this is, here's the trainer in me trying to like break it down and make sure that you get what I'm picking up what I'm laying down. So, so this is the first one that I'll talk about. And the way that I talk about the unmentoring milestone is I talk about the mentor, like what it looks like when you're in a mentoring space versus the unmentoring space. So if you're in a mentoring space, You need a mentor you trust that has more experience than you to give you advice. Like when you need a mentor, that is what you're thinking. That is what you're feeling is true for you. You need a mentor you trust that has more experience than you to give you advice. If you're in an unmentoring space, you want to trust yourself more to make business decisions and a partner to help you learn what feels right for you. So an unmentoring space, you want to trust yourself more to make business decisions and a partner to help you learn what feels right to you. So you could see that the you need a mentor that you trust that has more experience than you to give you advice. That is what I would call like a mentoring habit. And we lean on these mentor habits and they cover, I believe, that they cover up what's standing in the way of our mission, which is fear of some sort, right? And uh, fear in some form. So we can like really, like there's a time where we need that mentor. And then there's a time where leaning on, like letting somebody else's authority usurp our own covers up our insecurities, covers up our fears, covers up the past mistakes that are causing us self-doubt now, commandment number 11. So most of the time, our past mistakes, the ones we let hold us back, have to do with us not trusting ourselves and not being ourselves. And here's the kicker, y'all, is that to truly help people the way we want to help them, we need to trust ourselves and be ourselves. So I'm going to say that again. The kicker is that to truly help people the way we want to help them, right, to live in our mission, to, to, to realize the vision that we have, I believe we need to trust ourselves And we need to be ourselves. And, you know, I have not done a double blind test with empirical data and all the other buzzwords that I could think of that have to do with data. (laughs) I'm married to an engineer. I'm, I'm I'm not a stranger to data. 
I, my data is 20 years of mentoring and now unmentoring mission-driven entrepreneurs into the six and seven-figure place and just seeing over and over and over and over and over and over where they are holding themselves back. And in so many cases, they have made all of the investments in all of the things and all the formulas and the steps and the strategies and the tools and the blueprints and boot camps and all of that. And they are, they are still not where they want to go. And it doesn't have to do with any of that, not knowing any of that stuff. It has to do with them not trusting themselves and not them not being themselves. And that impacts our marketing, it impacts our business model, it impacts all the things. So again, the kicker is that to truly help people the way we want to help them, we need to trust ourselves and be ourselves. In other words, we need to GFR. We need to GFR, not just get real, but we need to add the F in the middle because we really mean business. And there is urgency here as well. And there's urgency on two levels. Urgency on the level of like life is fucking short and you really don't know how much time you have left and you want to come to the end of your life whenever it is, whether it's quick or slow, and feel like you, you fulfilled your purpose here, your mission here, you know? And then there's a more global urgency around, I believe that us mission-based folks are here to heal the planet. Like it's, we're the, we've been anointed with these missions. This isn't, it's not random. It, it is truly, if we, I believe, and this is a commandment number nine, Know that if you have a specific mission or calling, there are people who need it. <laughs> you know, that's, that is what I believe. So there's two levels of urgency, thus the F in the GFR. So that leads me to the discovery that traditional mentoring in the mission-based, passion-based entrepreneur space is not designed to give you that. And, and I'll repeat that it does, I believe, becomes an addiction. Gosh, I'm just having that illumination, right? Like mentor after mentor after mentor that usurps our own autonomy that has us not get to know ourselves and trust ourselves just sort of keeps us stuck. It's like enabling us, right? To be in, in denial of the things that are getting in our way. So that's where unmentoring comes into the picture. And I believe unmentoring is a very high form of self-love right? You know, this is about self-love and forgiving past mistakes. And, you know, I believe that when we learn to trust ourselves, right? So we're just referring to that first milestone that I revealed, which is you want to trust yourself more to make business decisions and a partner to help you learn what feels right for you. That's one of the key unmentoring milestones. You know, that is like the highest form of self-love is to forgive those past mistakes, to learn to trust yourself more, and I, I just, yeah, I can't, I could just go on and on about that. So when I, so I birthed a, like another level of the GFR squad called the no regrets level. And these are the people that I'm choosing to invest in, like my energy, my love, my like just day-to-day -day support, just that I, that I choose to like live my life with. <laughs> That's how I feel about them. And I realized Quickly, quickly. So this, I think this has been probably percolating for about nine months that I was in an unmentoring space with them, that I was more partnering with them. In fact, when I was in a conversation to see if it was a fit to work with them more closely, I realized like, I don't want to mentor them. I don't want to tell them to what to do. I want to 
be their partner. I want to stand by their side. And so I, I want to contribute to you these unmentoring milestones so that you can know if getting another mentor will actually hold you back. And, and then you can know that it's time to turn to self-love versus somebody else, a, another a guru or expert. You know, I trust that you get what I'm saying here. So the No Regrets Squad helped me really unearth the unmentoring distinction. And for the people I work more closely with to help them achieve their mission, it really does feel much more like a partnership. Sometimes I say I'm their coach, but I'm not certified and I don't follow anyone else's like rules around coaching. So it's just a word for me um, that I use. Okay. So I want to give you two more unmentoring milestones. And I, I believe that this is really going to help you love yourself more because there is a bit of deprogramming, I believe, that needs to happen in this space in many ways. And I think that you're going to enjoy having these distinctions. And it may even be like, oh my God, yes. Oh yes. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> so the first one that I, that I shared, I'm going to share again. So I'm sharing sort of like the mentor, the mentoring habit, and then the unmentoring milestone. So the mentoring habit is you need a mentor you trust that has more experience than you to give you advice, right? And this is totally valid. This is a totally valid thing to like want and and, and I do believe there are some people that that is what they need, particularly in the very, very beginning. And the unmentoring milestone is you want to trust yourself more to make business decisions and a partner to help you learn what feels right for you. And, and in this case, I feel like I'm that partner. And I don't know of many folks that could hold space in this, the way that I am with people. And, you know, whether it's me or somebody else, I think it's be super helpful for you to know whether it's mentoring or unmentoring for you right now. So here's, I'm going to give you two more. These are fun. So the mentoring habit is you're ready to work hard to make big money and be successful. You're ready to work hard to make big money and be successful. So the unmentoring milestone is you are done striving, stressing, and quote unquote working hard, and you're ready for ease, flow, and what I'm calling magic. <laughs> it's just that the synchronicities, the, you know, all, all of that yummy stuff that happens when we're in flow, that the, the universe just sort of like conspires to support us, right? So unmentoring milestone is you are done striving, stressing, and quote unquote working hard, and you're ready for ease, flow, and magic. And this is me. Like I am, my work is, fuels my healing, and my healing fuels my work. So this is me. This is where I am right now. I am done. I am so fucking done striving and stressing. So done. So, so done. And um, I have support and mentors in this space and coaches and guides, I'll say, that's probably a better word for me, that are helping me to discover how to do this, how to deprogram myself from the, from the mentor habit, which is working hard to make big money and be successful, right? So I, you, you all know I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and I, I didn't like it. <laughs> So here's one more. Um, and remember, there's 12 of these, so I'll be talking about them more, but I felt like I wanted to give you my three favorites to start it off here. So the mentor habit is you want to know how to make your business attractive to the most possible, to the most people possible. You want to know how to make your business attractive to the most possible people. I um, mean, you can like fill in marketing, like this is, this is the one that's about marketing. 
<laughs> you want to know how to make your business attractive to the most people possible. The unmentoring milestone is you want to be unapologetic and vulnerable in your marketing and attract clients and opportunities that are a match. The unmentoring milestone is you want to be unapologetic and vulnerable in your marketing and attract clients and opportunities that are a match. Now, when I work more closely with people in the No Regrets squad, it's like this, this thing about them wanting to be unapologetic and vulnerable, it's like a craving, like I would imagine, you know, a vampire craves blood or something. I don't know why that's coming to me. You know, it's like the thirst. It's the thirst. That's why. It's the thirst to be unapologetic. It's like, fuck it, y'all. This is me, right? <laughs> like, And that's, of course, no coincidence, the space that I'm in now, right? And I believe like the people that I'm helping, the way that they are becoming unapologetic and vulnerable is the way that the people that they want to help need to hear them and see them. And of course, this, this goes back to my early conscious marketing days. This is a like a key underpinning of my conscious marketing principles was about getting clear on, you know, who you wanted to attract and not just saying the things you think people wanted to hear, but to really get clear about who your people were and, um, and what they needed to hear from you so that you could attract them. And I'm, you know, still teaching that stuff. It's still so tried and true. And uh, that's what this is, this is, you know, just building on in a GFR, GFR way. So that's just a little taste of the unmentoring distinction that's being birthed um, in our no regrets level of the GFR squad. And I wanted to contribute it to you because I, I want you to know that if you're feeling a bit disillusioned and, and sort of like feeling like a little bit lost or adrift, but you haven't found a mentor that really, you know, you're resonating with or like feeling drawn to, this could be why. All right. So, and this isn't just like a complete plug for me because I don't have enough space to mentor, unmentor all y'all. <laughs> it's, it's really just me contributing so that you don't, so you know, you're not crazy. It's sort of, it's the spirit of GFR. It's, it's let's get real about what is not feeling good and what does not feel in align, an alignment so that we can be out there doing our mission in a bigger way. So I think just kind of maybe even mentoring might be one of those past mistakes you want to forgive yourself for, right? Someone recently came into my fold in the No Regrets squad that was like, I just, I, I don't want to do this because it feels like I'm just falling back into my sort of like a crutch and, you know, with mentoring. And I'm like, well, that's good because that's not what this is, <laughs> you know? And I was so clear on it. So I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun really connecting with what my unique juice is about all this stuff and where I am now in a very unmentoring phase within my, after my 20 years of trying to do this. And I'm excited to be able to be in this conversation with you in a free space, uh, which is the podcast. And if this might be the first episode that you're listening to period, I invite you to peruse. The titles are really meant to, to illuminate a before and after you know, the struggle and then, you know, what the purpose of that struggle was. And then there are a good, I think at least half a dozen other episodes where it's just me. And so you can scroll through for the Lisa's, Lisa's confession episodes and get another dose of me that way. And there's always a GFR commandment <laughs> that gets in there because they're just 
they're just so relevant. And if you want to be on my GFR journey with me up close to my confessing and just my vulnerability and my unapologeticness, please join the GFR squad at minimum at the 20 bucks a month. I mean, come on people, right? 20 bucks. I, I, call, I named it I priced it 20 bucks because I thought it would just be really fun to say 20 bucks. So it's 20 bucks a month. Most people do the 200 for the year because it's kind of a no brainer. And um, we will send you a care package in the mail right away with a, with a GFR squad uh, sticker. It says speaking our truth, life on our terms on the sticker. I have it on my water bottle right here. People put it on their laptops. You're going to get a button that says I'm in the GFR squad. You're going to get a pocket guide of the GFR commandments. And then you're going to get a family. I know it kind of sounds like dramatic, but honestly, like soul family in the GFR squad is what I feel it is. It's people that are just like, that's it. I'm so tired of like being all polished and shiny all the time. I need a place to let my hair down, to get real, to evolve. And that's what we do there. And so we have the Squad Quad Facebook group, and then we have our monthly confession call, which I would love for you to be on. So there's the urgency. There's your reason. You don't want to miss the next confession call, even just to be a fly on the wall, because even listening to somebody else's confessions bring clarity. So that is what I've got for you for this time of year that is focused on love. And I invite you to deepen your journey with yourself and I, in all of my shenanigans around non-monogamy and, you know, all of the fun, sexy experiences that I've had, I have to tell you that always coming back to where I could love myself more deeply and give myself the things that I'm looking for other people to give me, that's always brought me to more peace and serenity and has always, yeah, yeah, I mean, just all the stuff that I do for self-care brings me to self-love. That's like the tried and true foundation. That's the thing that will, you know, I'll always be able to, I always could tell myself the things that I, that I think I need to hear from other people. And so I encourage you to take the self-love journey more seriously. Um, I believe the GFR commandments are just a great way to get started. Go to gfr.life forward slash 12C if you don't have your copy. And this podcast to keep you in the flow of inspiration to make sure that you fulfill that life mission that you were here, that you've been put here to fulfill in this time around. And if you do feel like you're supposed to be part of the No Regrets Squad and work more closely with me in this unmentoring space, then let's have a conversation. Lean in and let's explore, see if it's a fit. Um, financially, there's lots of different ways that it looks, so I wouldn't let that part of the conversation or resistance hold you back from leaning into it. And go to gfr.life forward slash unmentoring. That's the place to start. And then we'll see if it's a fit. We'll also see if there's a spot in a pod. So I have um, a couple pods and one opening soon. And obviously there's going to be a limit at some point, fairly soon actually, as to how many folks I can work with this closely. But one of them may be you. So let's talk if we're supposed to. All right, y'all. Until next time. Big hugs.